pink pants Look, you with take, a blue dress. Our advice. We're giving you our advice. Yeah. And our advice, more pink. Well, I ask you for your advice and you're like, Meh. She thinks I know shit about fashion. This is the irritating <laughs> thing. Like, she's like, you're so fashionable. It's because so. you dress up, man. Yeah, I know. That's just it. Like, I put on a, I, I put on, like, a tie. Like, this is like, oh, you're fashionable. Anyway, I'll, I wanted to yeah, talk no, about no, that too. Yeah. Like, we'll get into that. Yeah, because that's like a thing that like. Absolutely. Right, so. All right. Let's shoot this fucker. Can I turn this light on? Uh, absolutely. Alright. You can turn that light on. Alright. Uh, fan, whatever. Um, this is the Machination Log recorded July 9th, 2016. This is your host, Eternal David Paddock. To, across from me, we've got Ryan Riley. Yeah, uh, looking good, by the way. Looking good, David. And, oh, I thought you were commenting on yourself. I was going to let you take that. <laughs> oh, and, um, it. Mandy Mahaffey is back to my right. Well, hello, hello. <gasps> I don't have much to say fashionably. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, so speaking of not having anything to say about fashion, fashion is the topic <laughs> for this particular podcast. Uh, Mandy, you brought this up probably less than 24 hours ago, so we're not all that prepared for this, but it sounds like you've had some kind of consternation about this in the recent past. I have. Um, I have recently and throughout my entire history realized over and over that I am not very fashion forward. Uh, people say that I'm stylish, but I think they're blind. So... <laughs> So is this just entirely a uh, a matter of vanity on your part, and we can just ignore the whole the whole trap? You know, vanity. Thy name is woman. Okay. Let's say, are we, we going to talk about movies now? Are we done? What with Hamlet? Yeah, 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 we're good. We're done with movies. We're done with fashion. Let's That's talk about a wrap. A movie. Wear what you want to wear. But no, I mean, what was was it a specific expectation from you or from other people? Where do you think this originated? The the idea for this podcast? No, no, no. The idea that trap of fashion. Yeah, your responsibility to be a fashionable person. Well, growing up, my grandmother always told me wear black, so I've always worn black just because it's quote slimming. Did you like your grandmother? I loved my grandmother. Good. Okay. Good. <laughs> but enough to put her in a bind now. So yeah. Um, and so this wearing black has just been something that I've always done and I've tried to kind of include colors here and there, but, um, having become the basic bitch that I mentioned to you in my transformation over the summer, um, I realized that black is supposedly not for my color scheme or what have you. It's kind of the opposite of a color scheme. Well, so, well, with the the whole seasonal analysis approach to things, it's mm. it's not of my season. Oh, okay. So, What's your season? Uh, I believe I'm a soft summer. I thought for a while I may be a soft autumn, but Ryan has confirmed for me in our own uh, un. By many, through many <laughs> arguments in the bathroom, we have like determined that Mandy is in fact a soft summer. Okay, so a soft summer. Um, Mandy, how many two to four tier personality typing <laughs> regimens do you actually ascribe to? <laughs> what? Yeah, how many, is this, I mean, is there another this, system that this, you can categorize yourself this, as? This absolutely. Right, yeah. No, actually, what's really funny is that in reading all of these sci art and seasonal analysis things, I've been seeing a lot of this, like, zodiacal, like, mumbo-jumbo, and 
in a lot of instances, I have seen people say, oh, soft summers, they sound like INFJs. And interestingly enough, I was reading this blog and I turned to Ryan and I'm like, holy shit, I think this woman is an INFJ. And come to find out, I'm scrolling down, scrolling down. She's an INFJ. She's a 459. She signs and her letter, her like blog posts, you know, like so-and-so, INFJ, for, <laughs> like the, the characterization of a personality type. I just sent out a resume that I put INTJ cancer on. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> just... It seemed appropriate for the people I was okay, pitching cool. it towards. That's so. interesting. Well, I think okay. I think it was another thing we have to mention about you know that of Mandy's involvement or issues surrounding fashion, uh, which is that Mandy, unlike the other two people in this podcast, is I believe a woman, <laughs> and that has I think that has a different influence of it as well. Because I mean, um, I mean, David, speaking personally here, I mean, how much influence in your life did you feel? when you were younger or even up until today to be fashionable, like how much like peer pressure was there kind of around it? Um, peer pressure was, I don't know. I would say that it was mostly focused in other directions. Let's call it. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I can, I can summarize my entire fashion history in about 15 seconds. Okay. I started with Hawaiian shirts and sandals and I've ended with uh, monochrome unworded t-shirts and sandals. Excellent. <laughs> Uh, that's the extent of my fashion. Now, granted, I would love to be more fashionable, and I assume we'll get into this in some sense, right. um, the aspirational side of this, because, Mandy, it sounds like, to some extent, you could keep wearing black if you wanted to. Oh, I could. I think I look wonderful in black when I wear it. It's just, apparently, it washes soft summers out. So she's, I think, trying a new thing out here, I think. <laughs> yeah. you know. Well, that doesn't sound okay at all. No, right? no, especially when you stand in front of 27 eyes staring at you and you're hoping that they see you and hoping more than that that they're learning from you. Yeah. So, uh, so my Is that something oh. that you do on a regular basis? That is something I do on a regular <laughs> yeah. basis. So I think this is also part of the reason why I'm like, well, shit, I should probably be more fashionable because... 27 pairs of eyes staring up at me. I'm wondering, what are they thinking? Which I know is really dumb, but I really am thinking that. Yeah. I don't <laughs> imagine most teachers manage to get away with not thinking that until they get particularly jaded, Ryan. So I, my, <laughs> so my fashion history, uh, when I started buying my, my first buying my own clothes when I was a teenager, I started off as uh, gothic. So I had like the the torn um, fishnets on my arms. Excellent. Had the black shirts, shaved my eyebrows. I was like really going into the gothic culture. Uh, by about sixteen, seventeen, I started going away from that, um, and then I kind of went the like exact opposite direction. So you can imagine me. Let's see. I'm walking around. I'm walking around my community college. My first semester, I've got sparkly blue Doc Martens shoes on. I've got probably like a salmon colored. Um, slacks that I got from Goodwill. Salmon's such a good color. Uh, yes. And then I would have like a Guevara shirt, which are the Cuban shirts with the four pockets in the front. <laughs> and then I would usually have like rose colored glasses. And wow. so you can imagine like going from gothic to like peacock on acid. <laughs> and that really got me through till I was about 23, 25 or so. Um, I started doing, I started getting into like vintage clothing after that as well. And that kind of, you can probably tell by the Guevara shirts and the, you know, the old man Miami polyester slacks I was wearing. I kind of continued that forward. But then of course, by about 2006, 2007, I started getting into suits and, uh, and, and, you know, kind of like, like formal wear to a certain extent. So, and that's been kind of the trend. I still, of course, have, uh, I should say also, I do not own a pair of denim jeans. Like I have not owned a pair of jeans 
and probably 10 years or so. I bought a pair of denim jeans in 2007 for a chemistry lab class. Nice. I still have them. Uh -huh. I've worn them um, exactly as many times as I had that lab. Yes. Plus two <laughs> in the intervening years. So that sounds like Nicole. I've been trying to pawn off like... 50 pairs of jeans to her and she's like jeans I think suck. I own one pair of jeans I, someone, yeah. someone write in and explain jeans to me because they are horribly uncomfortable and they don't look good no well and also I found that like like you said like you do not need four pairs of jeans you need one pair of jeans yeah that too and I mean do you even wash jeans I thought denim was like a self-cleaning fabric after a while you know like you didn't even have to wash them is that just me or my? I? I live in jeans you see how many jeans I I'm surprised I'm surprised you're not wearing jeans on top I don't know if I'm surprised you just double up the denim but you do keep it on the bottom mostly I do. yeah I do. but um but yeah no that's been my my style evolution or so I've gone through more phases so in a weird way like I've, okay the other thing is is that even no matter what style I've never had like a lot of clothes so even today wearing suits and ties if because you normally if I have class four times four days a week. I have to do laundry like right in the middle of the second week. So I only have probably nine dress shirts and maybe about four or five slacks and maybe seven or eight vests. And that's like my whole wardrobe other than like just t-shirts and slacks is what I would wear if I don't feel like dressing up. That like, sounds like a guy thing. Yeah. So it's like a keep a tight inventory of clothing. And that's been true the whole time. I've never had like a lot of clothes. So And, and you're willing to probably wear the same thing regardless of what actual season it happens <laughs> yeah oh yeah no doubt yeah no the only thing once again it is a little bit of a comfort thing also as well which i think we'll kind of get into here also like how we kind of balance this but i found that like i think that comfort tends to be like an overriding consideration like it's i think people give it too much cr credit like because <laughs> i don't feel like any more or less comfortable like people like i go out with ties and people are like oh they're so uncomfortable like I mean, like, put anything on your body, like a like a watch, uh, a, a bracelet, an anklet, and just, like, put it on. And you'll, like, forget you have it on after, like, an hour. Like, it will just, like, like it is not that cumbersome to wear a tie. And I don't find it that, like, I'm any less or more comfortable now than I am when I do wear a tie. Now, live, growing in, like, living in Florida, I mean, obviously, I'm going out, if I know I'm going to spend an extended period of time at 2 p.m. out in, in the outdoors, you know, I won't wear a tie. But... Or you'll find something else to do. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, mostly. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's miserable in <laughs> we'll this go fucking inside. place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there isn't much you can wear outside that's socially acceptable in Florida. At, at this exact moment, our AC in this house is uh, not managing to keep up with the computers running and the sun beating down on yeah. us right now. It's no, it's intense. pretty brutal. Yeah. But, like, I mean, like, so we get into, like, fashion, these ideas. Like, I've often been accused of being stylish or fashionable. Well, you are. But, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I've never believed it. I've, I've never, like, seen it in myself. I've never, like, seen something and said, like, this is, you know, you can obviously tell, like, I've kind of defined myself in opposition to style, especially. And also, I think gothic culture or, like, trying to, like, embrace, like, a kind of wildness in my in my dress sense is that, you know, you wanted to go away from what was being or seen as fashionable. And yet, of course, doing that is, I guess, incredibly fashionable. Yeah. So, well, okay, yeah. Like, well, and that's that's what this feels like the conversation to some degree has to devolve into because it always does with fashion. Well, the break into the weeds. The yeah. reason why you seem fashionable is because what you were wearing at any given time was strident or confident and to some extent shows through from you right. that you are okay wearing that kind of stuff. I yes. mean, there are very few outfits that are actually ambitious that any normal human being who isn't actually like 
aware of what fashion really is. Right. Like the uh, Heidi Klum's of the world who can like actually assess and know what is and is it out of season. Mm-hmm. Anybody closer to the street than that believes that the color red is fashionable virtually all the time because it stands out. <laughs> yes. Like if you buy a red dress shirt, it is always fashionable as long as it's clean. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> like it's that's that's really all it takes. That's why all of the, there's a, all of the uh, the random parasitic psych books that tell you how to be rich by being around rich people tell you to wear red stuff because rich people wear red stuff. I thought it just increased your testosterone, so you just felt more confident. I thought it was because red looks like looks faster, like like <laughs> red cars look like they're going faster. Thought, like, anyway, okay, they certainly stand out more. Yes, exactly. I but, mean, granted, that doesn't that doesn't quite go all the way because lime green does stand out more on a car, but right. Station. What? Who? Your podcasting station. What about it? It's green. It's green and it's beautiful. It's natural. <laughs> yeah, it's natural uh, polyethylene foam we got going on here. <laughs> um, Mandy, do you have out in this quest? How long has this quest been going on? My entire life, but this particular seasonal yes. analysis type of thing. Um, it started at the beginning of the summer when I realized <laughs> soft summer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> actually, that would be cool or true summer at the beginning uh, of the summer. Okay, cool. Um, that the colors that I were was putting on my face makeup wise um was not working because i had put henna in my hair and i'm like what the hell happened it worked before and now i look like a clown so i started thinking more about color and because i'm not inclined to like i like art and i like thinking about art and i like art history but i'm not an artist so i decided that i was going to don't let that stop you develop my eye for color and color theory and i started learning about that and so it kind of took me into thinking more about fashion and style and so on and so forth which has in hindsight um taught me that i probably did look like a clown a lot of the time when i tried to wear color and accessorize with neat patterns and so on and so forth what level of matching were you doing what was the most extravagant <clears throat> outfit you tried to put together as far as the number of pieces go oh god okay well i think when i was probably like 27 i was really into polka dots and stripes and paisley at the same time i think i tried that yeah excellent <laughs> <laughs> We don't even have to ask which colors. That's going to yeah, be fun no, no matter yeah, that's what. Matter <laughs> that's like, uh, but did you have a color back then um, before you figured out? No, what's really, really funny about all of this is that I think I've intuitively known that I've been a, quote, soft summer my entire life because I've always been drawn to the colors that work in my color scheme because I sort of knew they looked good on me. List three soft summer colors. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the mauve colors, like any like purpley mauve color. Um, actually, the shirt that you're wearing right now would be a soft summer color. Mm-hmm. Um, and Grayish blue. Yeah, yeah like a slate but like, color. But the deeper ones, not like, um, doesn't go into like teal or have any kind of like uh, white in it. It's more of a... Deep grayish blue. Yeah, yellow <laughs> muted as well. Yeah, absolutely. they're all muted colors. It's like a oh, okay. dusty color, dusty look. Um, and mm-hmm. like burgundy or wine colors have always looked good on me. Okay. So why aren't you wearing wine colors? Uh, well, because recently, with all of my weight gain, I've been feeling pretty <laughs> scrubby. So oh. my my emotionality has a lot to do um, with how I dress every single day. So today I felt pretty crappy. So I'm wearing crappy clothes. What? It's got <laughs> elephants on it. I know. I love I love the pattern. I love the colors. They're they're not in my color scheme. Um, it's got that knit look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's cute. It's but, fine. You know. 
So why do you want to look more fashionable than you currently do? Uh, I want to look fashionable when I go back to school. Over the summer, since I'm not teaching face-to-face, I don't really give a crap. (laughs) Okay. But I guess it increases confidence in the classroom when you know or feel like you look better than you generally do. Um, Do you think that is a chicken and egg problem? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Because that seems, I mean, to... To get back to what Ryan was talking about, dressing either in all black or in every color you could find, mm-hmm. uh, he had the confidence first mm-hmm. and then put clothes on top of Definitely. it. Definitely. Yeah, no, it wasn't like, but at the same time, it's like, like, I think, how do you pick clothing? Like, not only people in the room, but, but dear listeners, right? When you, when you see clothing, I have always kind of felt that like that you have like this, like there's kind of like a gut reaction to things when I see something. I mean, like even that shirt, David, I mean, it's not so much like what you look at or how you see it, but like when you see it, it's like usually it's like a color or a pattern will strike me. It'll come in for a closer look. Like the feel and the, and and I like I, I always touch clothing. Like whenever I go shopping for clothes, which oh, is that's like, the best. Yeah, four times a year. But when I do that, I'm o- I always I touch everything because I think that there's like a connection. Not only what it would feel like on the body, but how it will kind of hang on you as well is something that I kind of inherently want to look at. And anything you know, there's. There's a problem, you know, like how I think when you look at something, you know, there's kind of just like maybe a three or four criteria of, you know, what you look for. And I think trusting that kind of like leads into what can be seen as being fashionable. Like you talked about the confidence is what maybe I'm trying to get at here, yeah. which is that when I, I kind of just shoot from the hip. Like if I, if I find myself like having to like overly explain to myself why I should buy something or a piece of clothing – like, why am I convincing myself? Like, it's this failing, is the wrong decision. It's yeah. failing the aesthetic test right out the gate. Exactly. And, I mean, this would be a perfect counterpoint, man. Do you, mm-hmm. do you ever run into outfits that you go, oh, wow, that's something I should totally wear? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's usually how I shop, which is why I think I got into buying a lot of black, because I feel like the pieces that fit really well tend to be black, because I guess most people like to wear black when they're curvier. and so. You know, if I see something that fits me, then I buy it. Or if I see something that I like the colors, then I buy it. Um, usually it's not a happy, soft summer color that fits me as well. So it's it's one of those like... So you have to go rogue, it sounds like. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I piecemeal my clothing as it is, so. Well, you like, I think you, I think we all kind of want to, because there's stuff I've purchased that like thinking it will look good and and like doesn't end up looking good in combination. I mean, it, we all make those kinds of mistakes, but I've never like, like sat in and like looked at it and said like, Oh, well, this looks all right. And then I've got to do this. But I think that if I, you know, it has to be paired with this or I've never like bought something that I thought I could build something around to a certain oh, extent. No, no. And like, I find that like that is usually not, like you said, does it kind of like, it doesn't pass the smell test to a certain extent. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. there's just an initial reaction that I think people need to have with it. And it's not like, you know, it has to be graded along this. Like, I think what you've kind of done too as well, and I got to be honest, like my own style preferences, when I when I started to go, you know, basically like a like a rainforest bird that's taken a mushroom trip, you know, like when I was like going to do that, it was like, uh, you know, I was into, uh, you know, Hunter S. Thompson. I was reading him a lot. And like he had this really, you know, he was Acapulco shirts and he yeah. had like the big, like the Vegas, the green visor. And so there was a lot of color. There was a kind of like, like, you know, I'm going to take something that is seemingly poor style and then dress it up in an odd way. So, you know, the idea of wearing Guevara shirts, which is that, you know, you, you, 
the idea that you, when you'd see that shirt, like, cause I'm wearing this like 2000, you know, like this isn't like something I'd picked up recently when all was like, you know, before hipsters were known as by such a name. But the only time someone would have seen that shirt, you know, would have been on a 50 year old, you know, Latino man. And then, you know, I'm like, well, no, I'll wear it. And of course they were all <laughs> short and small on me, you know, like, so I'm like wearing these ridiculous shirts and they have these, you know, absurd colored patterns on them. And it was something that I looked into and I was like, you know, I like this. And then of course going to Goodwill's in Florida at the time, there were plenty of these things around. I don't know. There was a spate of 50 year old Hispanic men dying at that time, but I, I had a good collection of these things after a while. They're dying all the time. I'm telling you, you know, but, um, but it was just something that I had kind of stumbled into. And whenever I saw them and I, you know, I could look at them. It wasn't like every Guevara shirt was nice. You know, like, like you said, like every t-shirt that doesn't have writing on it, isn't something you're going to want to wear. No, and I mean, I should point out that ever since I took my agency of clothing back away from my mom yeah. and started buying clothes that fit me. Uh, sorry, mom, I don't like loose clothes. We love you. That's, <laughs> yeah, love you, but I, I need to buy my own clothes from now on. Um, there are colors that I will not buy. I mean, yeah. this, this shirt I'm wearing, uh, compliments aside for it being a cool summer color, uh, this, uh, <laughs> this battleship blue yes. is... Probably the weakest color I would ever buy in a shirt. Right. I I really like my my color spectrum is basically everything everything that is a dark version of the colors blood comes in. Mm -hmm. Like I like I like that whole spectrum. Right. All of my dress shirts are either a deep purple or a red or a mar like maroon's probably right. my favorite color. They're so pretty though that, those colors. No, I know, and I mm -hmm. I like that's that's what I like in what I wear. And to some extent, those are, those are sort of like a slightly more flamboyant black. Mm. Um, and that's my, <laughs> I have a specific dress shirt that I wear for first impressions that is black. Right. Um, because it lets me put, uh, it's got French cuffs so I can have cuff links. Yeah. Um, so it's, I have one Axeman shirt. Nice. That yeah. I can then transition into dress shirts that are slightly more colorful. Yes. But for first impressions, I have a black shirt. Right. So do you wear the colors that you just listed off because it makes you feel good or because you yeah. just personally like them? Yeah, because they are. I think both go together oh, very well. well you know? I, yeah. Yeah, I because was... they're muted and they're simultaneously muted, powerful colors. Okay. Dark red is. A, is a uh, especially because I don't buy like I don't buy checkered pattern stuff or stripes or it's a solid color mm -hmm. um, to the extent I understand anything about the psychology of aesthetics that solid color is muted but very powerful simultaneously and it's it's slightly menacing which is what I want in any situation mm -hmm. I'm wearing a dress shirt okay is some degree of unknown Mm -hmm. um, and that's exactly the right kind of unknown because I don't want a quirky unknown. I get that from my hair because I can't do anything about my hair. It's so adorable. Yeah, that, that doesn't work in business meetings, um, but it works everywhere else. So that's the, I mean, that's the extent I think about fashion, though. I have a pair of black slacks and a pair of dress shoes. I think I have a pair of dress shoes. I haven't worn one. And so, oh, I can see them from here. Yeah, no, I have <laughs> yeah. a pair of dress shoes. But no, it's... Um, it's still got the tags on them, I see. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I... I Again, I, I think we mentioned this already. I would love to be more fashionable. I just don't... I don't have the time. Well, I, but we, I think we, we're kind of like leaning into this idea of like, like being in vogue or have you ever like 
we talked about, I think, the study of like a fashion icon. Like, I mean, Mandy as well, if you wanted to maybe mention this question. I've already mentioned that, you know, Hunter, Thompson, Hunter S. Thompson was a big influence on my fashion, you know, coming come in my late teen, early 20s. I mean, has there been like someone or maybe even just an idea or a look or maybe like a subculture? Because like I said, I've fairly, you know, I have attached myself to fashion subcultures, I guess. Like, I mean, they've been countercultures, but they come with a kind of fashion identity with them. But I mean, have you guys ever like seen yourself as being a part of that or like seen something and saying like, you know, that's what I could wear. Or I, I mean, I mean, really, David, for you, if it was like, well, why Hawaiian shirts to a certain extent? Was there like any ex, was there any external factor kind of leaning into that? And maybe um, as well, was there any ever any external factor other than your grandmother on like ideas of fashion that you wanted to apply to yourself? I'm not entirely sure, um, because the only other the only other thing aside from the dark color scheme is that I like shirts with sharp graphics on them if they're going to have patterns. Right. Uh, I, I like stuff that has very, stuff that makes cameras fuzz out is basically. In, like a sort of intricacy, if you will? Yes, or, okay, a excellent. little bit of intricacy. I mean, I like that, but I like that in art more generally. That's mm -hmm. not even a clothing thing. That goes into, that goes into full on, full blown aesthetic. I either want, I either want a solid color. Right. Or I want extreme intricacy, like fractal kind of mathematical intricacy. Right. Those are the two, those are the two things. I like the two extremes and I don't like much in the middle. Yes. Um. Which mirrors quite a bit of the rest of the way that I lead my life, so that um, <laughs> is a more a, of, a hatred of moderation. But yeah, but yeah, still very fashionable. I, on occasion, I like to hope so. Um, and uh, and in uh, the closest I get to the middle is that I wear my T-shirts, and this also annoys my mom, but that's too bad. Um, I actually like when I get paint and stuff on my shirts. Yes, because it gives it, that one is not fashion at all. That is pure aesthetic. That. That is what this shirt is for. Mm -hmm. This is this shirt basically represents that I do shit in my shirt, and I don't yes. really like it. Like it's clean, but there's stuff on it. Like all of my shorts mm -hmm. have paint or resin or silicone on yes. them somewhere because I'm not. I'm just not that good with a paintbrush, right? Um, and that's pretty much exactly what I want them to convey. So I never get rid of them. Awesome. It builds character in your shirt. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Well, no, but I think it like kind of hints into something that you know it is because clothing is something that we wear you know it is the armor that protects us when we go out of the house and into the world but at the same time you know it is something that you fucking live in you know like it is something that you have and and is a part of you and it's you invest money in well yeah, you invest money in and yeah. time and effort into it as well and it's just something that i kind of agree that there is a kind of like when you when you set an idea of what you want like stop overthinking it from there as well. Like don't you know like like because you mentioned like I'm fashionable. So, but I haven't purchased and I I don't. He tend, was looking at Mandy. By yeah, the way. Mandy. Yeah, <laughs> like the idea that I like I would be fashionable. The idea I think is several fold. Right. One is that I have an idea of what I like. Second of all, there's like broad patterns of fashion that you want to kind of attest to. Right. So like you know you don't necessarily want to combine uh, red, orange, and pink all in the same outfit at the same time. Right. Like that's not necessarily the best thing to do. So. You know, when you kind of like get like some of like the basic don'ts, then you kind of just really can kind of operate and be and do anything that you really want to. And it always is good to think to think in combination. So like you mentioned when uh, someone who gets up, you know, how am I going to dress myself today? That's the wrong. I mean, I can't start at zero every time I get out of bed. You know, I get two <laughs> haircuts a year, barely two haircuts a year. So the idea is, is that I want to have it. I want to solve a fashion problem. And I don't want to have to like think about it, you know, like, and that's really what is the overall combination of like, well, what's clean. And I know that generally 
because I've got several colors and outfits that I know kind of go well together that I can kind of mix it up. I can wear the same shirt with two or three different slacks and, and that shirt has two or three different ties and one or two different vests and you know, three times one times two means all got all kinds of variation using the same thing. And, you know, but even then, like, you know, if someone recognizes their students, like, well, you wore that tie like two weeks ago and it's like, I fucking like it, you know, like, that's why I wear it often, <laughs> oh, you know, like I'm always afraid someone's going to call me out for like, oh, you're repeating an outfit. I fucking <laughs> like it. Like, I don't like what's what's it to you? Was like, it bad last time? Yeah, right? exactly. I'm like, well, thank you. It fucking's it's I, I'm glad you noticed, you know, like <laughs> yeah. that's it's like. Like, uh, but that's the case. Like, I do tend to wear the the tie. One of my favorite ties is is one I wear. You know, uh, you know that shirt has almost worn out faster than every other shirt because I wear it's the best shirt with my favorite tie so often that I fucking like it. And uh, it's so. I mean, to me, that's like a good thing. Like, once again, I wear what I want to wear. I demonstrate and I push my put myself out there and things I like to wear. But once again, this like. I think what I dislike about fashion is it is this idea that it has like restrictiveness. And of course it's, I mean, I hate people anyway. And you know, the idea that someone would like, you know, like if you had a choice in the morning, right, wear something you liked and felt confident in, but wore last week or wear something you dislike, but only wear it because you didn't wear it last week. Like who the fuck makes that decision? Like who says like, I'm going to wear this thing. Cause I don't want to be seen in the same outfit in two weeks in a row. Like that gives me a fucking break. I mean that, that feels like a female restriction. I don't know. I mean, Ryan, I guess you just mentioned that someone has theoretically called you out for wearing the same thing twice. Uh, if, if I had, that's how I would have reacted. Okay. I yeah. was going to say, cause it seemed, it would seem a little crazy to me that a student would bother to say that to you. To a guy? Yeah. No, my, my students are terrified of me. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't even tell them my first name. So like, no. Well, I've had students tell me previously, like, oh, I see that you're wearing X pair of jeans and you've worn them X many times. Do you really like those jeans? And I'm like, well, yeah, clearly, because I wear them. And then, like, I sort of try to figure out why they're telling me. Now I see that you've done this and it's usually because, oh, I want to know where you've gotten, you've gotten, where you got these jeans or, um, oh, Good I catch. have my own pair. I don't want to wear them to your class or what have you. And then I'm like, well, is this a compliment or is this Wait, a... is this the, <laughs> is this the food thing? Is this, oh man, you got what I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> like, is that really, is that where this is going? Is that they don't they don't want to dress the same they don't want to accidentally show up in the same shirt I know I, I know that straddles sex lines be, or maybe it's just a sibling thing because I bought the same pair of shoes Jacob bought one time and now he doesn't wear those shoes <laughs> I had no idea Jacob was so sensitive to the winds of fashion <laughs> again I think there's I think there's more at play there gotcha. but um, okay. But regard, like, do you think that is playing into that? Uh, no, I think so. Um, I actually had a student come to school dressed like me, and I didn't know if it was because she actually owned, like, and put together an outfit like that before having been in my class, or if I was just rubbing off on her, or if she, like, actively went out and purchased an outfit to look like me, which she, it might be a great compliment. She was single. She was... The same, I mean, like singularly, it was kind of funny in that that was how uh, the student chose to do that. But you know, they say that the the best form of flattery is Mandy imitation. Exactly. Okay. Good. All right. <laughs> did you do anything to follow up and figure it out? Uh, yes. Oh, you did. Okay. So, what was the verdict? Um, that this person is actively 
looking to purchase clothes like my own. You're, oh, had, you're an icon, no, Mandy. No, you know, I know. That, and that was awesome. And I had several students over the years um, who have requested to know where I've purchased such and such piece of attire. That's um, a sick knit elephant shirt. You right, got on. right. Yeah, you can totally pick this up at Ross. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, this one girl, um, she was from a foreign land and she came over and she asked me, where do you do your shopping? A foreign land. Well, I'm not really sure from where Narnia. she's from. <laughs> the exotic locales. Yeah. <laughs> Privy only to UCF, but. But so she ended up purchasing her entire wardrobe from that place. So that's psychotic, but yeah. I guess whatever. Yeah, that was They're really young. Cool. They're no, she was actually an older woman. They're old. Um, <laughs> they're young at heart. Oh, that seems that seems slightly crazy, especially given that you're still complaining about how you're not able to dress yourself. Uh, well, it's not that I can't dress myself because, like I said, people have told me that I'm fashionable and stylish, but I she just doesn't believe them. Well, I think that has to do with like my self esteem. But aside from that, it's just I typically have a not very fashion forward type of style. I've always had like people say that I'm quote edgy. I don't think I'm edgy. I've just put together things that make me look a little bit different than the norm, I guess. I don't know. That sounds pretty edgy to me. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's a very that's, the definition. Well, I feel yeah. like edgy is like you are trying to be perceived as different from the norm. I just, no, I don't know that's, what the fuck I'm doing. No, so. that's stereotypical iconoclasm. That's old hat. That's like 70 shit at this point. Yeah. So, no, you, no, the only edge there is, is very slight, is, is the real world shifted one pixel to the left. So as long as you've got that covered, you're about as edgy as they come now. Cool. Well, but also it's strange too, because I have had comments where, you know, because I wear like suit and ties, but before this, you know, I have long hair. Now I have a decent sized beard. Um, but when I had, like when I was clean shaven with my long hair and wearing suits and ties and, and things like that, people are like, well, it seems like it doesn't go together. You know, like long hair and, and suits, like doesn't seem like they should go together. And I guess that was like kind of half the point, you know, like there was this idea that it was, you know, like, like someone, a, a guy who would have long hair and then intentionally wear suits anytime he had to go to anything other than, uh, you know, like the bathroom. So, you know, there was like this idea that it was, like you said, it was like, like that one degree off, you know, yeah. like it was like, I, but you know, also too, that it, I mean, any sort of way that you take. Like you, you talked before about like layering or any time of like seeming like you put effort into what you go into. And I have put effort into it. So I mean, one of the things I think can be very fashionable is that you get your clothing like tailored. So I don't buy a lot of clothes, but the clothes I do buy, I have purchased like quality or or perhaps expensive clothes. So it's like I will spend $80 on a pair of, of slacks, right, pants, but I will wear those pants for the next like four years as they're intended. Yeah, exactly. And, but I have them tailored to fit me as well. So there's no, like, you know, they, they are designed and, and, and cut to fit and look like me. And that can, once again, look very fashionable. Like you have put effort into it. Oh, that is literally sometimes all it takes. Yes. I mean, if you've ever, if dear listeners to steal Ryan Riley's phrase, yeah. <laughs> um, if you've ever worn a fitted t-shirt, yes, it fits into that. Like, it's possible to tailor a t-shirt. Yes. Um, and it's immediately obvious when someone is wearing one mm -hmm. because it's actually like their shape. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, but even then, like how that kind of, um, you know, how that, like going out and seeking that, I think is something that has been an important, uh, important idea to me as well. 
I mean, even when I've worn things that were kind of like intentionally off, like I have a big like safari jacket, which is too big in the arms and hangs. I mean, even me, I'm a tall guy, but it, you know, it is, it is bigger than it should be for me. <laughs> and yet that is kind of like half the point. It has this like off the air breeziness to it that like, I like the idea of a big coat. And when I can turn around, it like flows out behind me, you know, like it's, it's big and it's loud and it's, in, and it's ill fitting and it's, it's everywhere. I like put my hand, I put my arm on a counter and it like sprawls out like a fat lion taking a snap, you know, like that's what I like about it. It's meant to be something that takes up space and yet doesn't take up a lot of space. And so, you know, I like the, I like the idea of it. And I think that's kind of what is across as well, which is that I have tended to focus my fashion more on ideas rather than like specific colors. And the idea of the suit thing was that I was going to take it back because, you know, looking at like television broadcasters or politicians or like, you know, going to like my favorite, my, my, my most hated, excuse me, suit store is Joseph A. Banks because it is the fat 40 year old, like suit place like that's what that place is it is like designed it is boxy it is ill-fitting it is every is every reason why people hate business clothing and politicians clothing like it is you know you see them all standing up and you guys saw the debate lines you know like you see all the candidates standing up and they all look the same there, there's there's no variation there's no style and like there's this idea that it was boring to dress up in suits and ties and in fact no it can be fucking one of the most odd and enjoyable things to do is to go out there and be, you know, outrageous or, adv or, or, or audacious in the way that you put this together. And like, that was like the idea that I was going to like, take this back, you know, like I was going to make something, make it something more than just like, you know, you have to look like a, you know, like a politician or, you know, like a, like an eighties, uh, you know, oil man or something like that. Like those are the only things you had to be able to do. And I'm like, no, you don't have to do this. It can be something different. So when you're like going for ideas of fashion, I mean, has there been any, like, any larger ideas, like, that you've kind of, like, sought after or anything like that? Or is it all, like, internal how it looks or how it's supposed to look on me? Because, like, I've tended to look at it from, a, like, a bigger outside perspective than just myself. Or is there, like, do you guys, like, describe your fashion in one word? Or is it, like, a big concept that you can, like, encapsulate? Or Axeman. Axeman. Very good. All yeah. right. I mean, Mandy, is there, like, any concept that you, like, or, like guiding as, as far as professional outfits yeah. go yeah which is the only thing i really care about sorry no, no no that's fine um interestingly enough even though i have a very feminine body i've always thought androgyny or masculinity like how can i exude that idea which might be why people think that i'm a little more edgy i don't yeah well i think i think that like you know a lot of like the button-up shirts you wear you know the fact that you have the um uh the the sleeve catches mm -hmm. Um, I've seen, you have stuff with, like epaulets on it as well. Like those are tend to be, you know, more accustomed to like masculine. Know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like a little, like if not, if not masculine, then definitely gender neutral mm -hmm. rather than something that would be, you know, more associated with femininity, you know, more, the more feminine side as well of mm -hmm. like these, you know, even on button up shirts or something. Mm -hmm. So I could definitely kind of see, you know, how that kind of encapsulates into it. But that, was that something like conscious that you chose into or like had seen an example of and like held it in your mind? Like, this is what I want to do? No, you know, I like I've always really loved people like Monona Ryder or um, Rose McGowan. Is she the the singer from that one like 90s? And I can't remember. Anyway, I mean, garbage. Yeah, the there garbage? we go. Yeah, Shirley, to, Manson. Yeah. Shirley Manson. Shirley Manson. Yeah, Shirley Manson. Yeah. <laughs> 
Louise Rose McGowan. She's an actress from the 90s and 2000s as well. Okay, well. Did she die? Uh, No, but she, okay, but it's interesting. Shirley Manson, head of garbage. Rose McGowan dated Marilyn Manson. So that's. This is how my mind works. Yeah, no, I think that we made the connection. All right, you're good. Um, Luckily, my my knowledge (laughs) of turn of the century pop culture has rescued us once again from oblivion. Thank goodness for that. I can't forget this shit. That's the problem. Look, yeah. Um, Gwen Stefani, people like that. And I think that they all have a very um, androgynous or masculine type of style or feel to them. And I've always felt like they felt like empowered women and they exude this idea of empowerment and I guess I've always wanted to be empowered and empower myself and make others feel like I am empowered. Mm-hmm. So I guess I use them as like my style icons, uh, not very consciously, but I guess when I go out to purchase um, clothing, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I, I have caught myself thinking, would Gwen Stefani wear this? You know, but that right. was when I was like younger and like more fit. And I felt like I could rock a Gwen Stefani style. I don't think I could do that now. I mean, I do still wear those like fitted shirts with the three fourth sleeves or whatever right. it is, but I don't, they still don't look as good on my body as they used to. Okay. So, so there's nothing been like an idea like that went for it. Cause it was just, you know, I've, I've always had to like, kind of balance these things out and probably like you said talk about the confidence that you kind of bring in wearing something mm-hmm. like that there was this idea that like i i wanted it to be you know I, I wanted to be in people's faces with my fashion but at the same time i didn't want it to seem like you know i was like say you know like saying something in particular like i wanted people to look at it but like i never wanted more you know two people to have the same idea and that's what because i mean can we like talk about like fashion we hate you know like because, like, one of the things that I've never been a fan of are, like, people, like, wear stuff on their shirts, like, brand themselves on their shirts. Because we never, no, no, yeah, us, no, none of us yeah. do that. But, like, people that, like, wear, like, like treat shirts like bumper stickers. Like, I look, mean, the only oh. shirts I do that with are, very, I won't call them muted, but they're shirts that I have picked up either at conventions or they're giant bomb shirts. Yeah. And um, the giant bomb community is very good with uh, Jeff, Jeff Gersman in particular. Um, as far as dressing yourself in t-shirts, he knows how to find them. Yes. Um, he, in particular, he, he has one shirt that is the Nike logo, but it's like pixelated and blurry. (laughs) So it only looks like it from a distance. Like that man knows how to pick a t-shirt. So I trust their sensibilities with color and stuff. Mm -hmm. But even those shirts, I don't, I, I get a little wary even just having words right on my body like i don't put words in my house because i don't like reading the same words all the time Mm -hmm. like that totally screws with me yes um and i feel the same way about shirts like it doesn't matter how clever a shirt is and just for the record they're basically not ever clever that just is not really possible the the pufferfish hot air balloon shirt i have i like that shirt i don't know if it's clever or anything like that (laughs) but like like once again like that like i looked at that image it, it had this, like, because, like, I bought that, like, because once again, I bought those shirts, I bought, like, a, I bought, like, four, t- five t-shirts, like, in one day on the computer. I was, like, like, that's how, buying, it ha- that's how it happens. I'm buying yeah. t-shirts. <laughs> so, but, like, I, I was reviewing this different stuff, and I like this, like, the whimsicality of the images that I had on oh, it Oh, whimsy well. is fine. Yeah, I have, no, like, yeah. I have, I have. I have a shirt that has the Pac-Man ghosts being chased by a 16-bit version of the Ghostbusters vehicle. Yes, yeah. <laughs> like, that's that's about the extent of it. Like, if I don't necessarily want to call that clever because it's not really a joke, but yeah. it's just, 
it's just like a mood kind of whimsy thing. Yeah, absolutely. Like that's a, that, I have no problem with that. And it like, but at the same time, it has like you're not like representing like like you're not like defending Ghostbusters with the shirt somehow. Like yeah. like like people who are like band shirts and such. Like I get why you would why someone would do that or why someone excuse me would have perhaps several band shirts. But like you see people that like. This is like what I wear are things that I like and rep and uh, I like and, and express about myself, and this like says something about me. It's your branding. Yeah, and that's what's strange is that like it's made up of other people's branding. Like I know we all wear other people's shit, and I didn't design my own images on my t-shirts, but at the same time, like there's like a one-note kind of approach to that, and that's what's a little bit shocking. But what if we did? Oh yeah, good lord. I'm still, I'm still thinking about making that polo shirt. Really? With the logo? Uh-huh. I think it would work. Oh man. I gotta I just gotta source that out and see how many shirts I'd have to print, but uh oh, you gonna do I'd, it? I'd be willing to wear that. Okay. Yeah. I'd wear a polo <laughs> shirt for that. It'd be the first polo shirt I've worn in years. Those things are terrible, yeah. by the way. They are, but that's the only kind of shirt that you can get away with. It's like they had Homestar used to have a Trogdor polo, which was perfect because it was a it was just a generic polo shirt with Trogdor <laughs> on it, just <laughs> Right over the breast, and that was that was perfect. That was exactly as much hint as it needed, <laughs> and it was almost worth. I still didn't buy it. Right? Okay. Yeah. No. Because it's still an uncomfortable, terrible thing to wear. But Ugh. it's. Uh, but it was, it was this close. Well, I had toyed with the idea of screen printing my own shirts for a while back when I wanted to wear like cool, nerdy, geeky stuff. Like I really, really wanted a Foucault shirt, like right. so bad, or like a Baudrillard shirt or right. something. Could not find one to my taste online anywhere. This mm -hmm. is before Etsy. So I'm sure there's something else. So there's blended to your taste now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. Sure, yeah. <laughs> but I I think that that sort of speaks to like your style and your fashion as well. I have no idea what this shirt is that you're talking about that you want to make, but what oh it would just be um it would just be a generic polo shirt with the actual garbage logo. Nice, mm -hmm. okay. Uh, for branding. Pin, pin yeah, style. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll branding. totally wear that. I mean, right. to school even. See, this is the problem. The second two people are wearing the shirt, now I'm going to be that guy where it's like, oh, man, you had – the idea of, like, multiple people owning the same shirt. Okay. Like, I was just – if we, like – if you, like, ever, like, made something and then you saw other people, like, wearing that and, like, branding themselves or something. The hell I, out. Dude, that would be <laughs> terrible, wouldn't it? Like, oh, oh god damn it. I'd be so nervous. Like, whew. No, I mean, I encountered someone who listened to the podcast, not in the wild entirely, was at a fur convention, and it freaked me the hell out, yeah. because it's just like, I, I, yeah, that was about, that was the extent of my <laughs> yeah, enterprise, no, about like, it. like I don't know where to go from here. Well, like, because we get students outside of, outside of school, like, outside of the setting, we normally interact with them, and that's fucking strange to me, too. Like, it's like, you know, like, <laughs> this isn't appropriate, you know, like, talking to me. In a formal manner, in an informal manner, about outside of our setting, about like, which ties you wear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like this. I mean, again, I mean, Mandy, how is it? Does that happen often enough? Do you get asked questions about that often yeah, enough that yeah. it's it's um, not even weird now? No, I mean, it used to happen more often. Like I said, back when I was like trim and thin and probably way younger more fashionable. too, like yeah. closer to your students. Yeah, age. exactly. Um, because I would wear really rad shit. I'm not gonna lie, but. <laughs> How could you? Exactly. Yeah. But um, that, it, it, again, happened more then, but it happens now. And it's not necessarily weird just because it used to happen so often that I sort of got used to it. Okay. Want to hit on any other topics or something? Or? Hmm. 
I want to know, Ryan, how you decide to pick your pattern color and match these things up. Because like I said, my 27 year old self, I was like, oh, yeah, totally. Polka dots and stripes and maybe some paisley in there. But that was also because I was dating an ENFP. But that stuff worked really well and it worked really well for him, but not for me. Right. So. Uh, like David says earlier, there's like a kind of range of patterns, right? You have solid and then you have in fractal insanity, you know, yeah. and like, so I generally do not like if, uh, so the thing is, is that like the body's like a canvas. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you buy a t-shirt, um, that's okay to have a kind of wackadoo kind of pattern on it. But for a dress shirt, um, you need to kind of balance out what you're doing to a certain extent. So I do not tend to like patterns that have so much going on. I had experimented with a little bit of plaid, but plaid so much that it didn't look like classic scotch kind of pat, plaid. Sure. You know, like it had to be like really kind of intense, smaller squares. Um, so the other thing you look for in patterns, I like a lot of like negative space in my patterns. Like in general, if I'm going to look for a stripe or polka dot or some sort of pattern, I want it. I want there to be a lot of negative space in it, right? Not like the whole, I don't want the pattern to be the most recognizable color or, pa or or form on the shirt itself. And kind of going from that, you can have like a wide range of different ideas and that. And I love like fucking really intricate patterns. So I've, I wore like I wore yesterday, I have a black shirt that has uh, three varying on an almost asymmetric type of stripe pattern on it. And within each of those r purple stripes that are in this black shirt, each one of them has a different um sewed pattern onto them like so when you look at it even up close it like this affects how it reflects light this affects how you know once again that will change what the shirt will look like if i go outside it'll look different than when i'm inside in the different kind of lighting it will change and alter and and uh, with that as well so it can look interesting mm -hmm. and that kind of intricacy and attention to detail is something that once again i talked about purchasing finer or more expensive clothing because that's where you find that kind of attention to detail Oh yeah. Um, if you get a well, nice cut and a well cut shirt, like I will get the uh, the Oxford back on my shirt, which is a British styling. But when you wear striped st striped shirts, there's a uh, um, across the the nape of the back of the 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 on the on your back, the the beginning of your neck to your shoulders, and then that line the the triangle that makes. They will actually break that triangle in half and then counter sew the straight pattern into the back of them to where it looks like you have like a V going down and then a, and then the straight pattern coming from that. And it's a very, very cool effect. And once again, all the lines will match up and everything. And yeah. like, I look for that. I like that kind of intricacy when I buy my clothing. And it's something that once again, I look for it. I say, hey, that's neat. Let's bring it in for the closer view. Let's rub, let's rub it between our fingers. Mm -hmm. Let's pay attention and look at the details. And then finally, you know, you fucking put it at arm's length and, and you know, maybe you'll hold it up to you and you look at it and you're like, you know, let's give this fucker a shot and see how it goes. And, but it has to, I think that's kind of the guiding principles of what it has to go for. Now, when you break those patterns or where if I wear a striped shirt with a plaid, with a plaid, um, tie or something like that, or like a paisley tie with a, with a plaid shirt, like playing against those kinds of patterns is what you're looking for. But you know, you want to kind of do it in a way that like David said earlier, like kind of suggests or matches towards the tone as well. Right. right? There's a logical coherence. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah. If I'll wear like the, um, like I have like a lighter purple uh, and red and, and red shirt and I'll wear, you know, a really uh, aggressive, what they call like an Iranian paisley. Um, but it's, um, it's an aggressive paisley tie, but yet is 
you know, grayish blue in its approach. It's not straight black or white. And that kind of blends in with it. So even though it's very striking and it goes against the idea of, of contrasting patterns, the idea is, is that, well, you've got a, a rigid line-based pattern and then an organic kind of almost fractal pattern that goes with that. And that, you know, your eye, the eye kind of bounces off those two textures together and it, you know, it appears interesting. Like your eye, like, and I think that's generally where I think people need to go for is that what exactly stimulates your you know, what stimulates your attention when you look at clothing and then try to find and see what is common about what you're finding yourself continually drawn to and looking at. And I, once again, someone can do everything differently from me and still look fashionable and cool and things like that. Like it's just, but I think those kind of principles of, of looking at it like that is what I've tended to find and how I've kind of habituated myself as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and then also, I don't want to say this, but like, like, listen to what other people say, mm -hmm. like, you know, always be open to suggestions and new things to a certain extent as well. And I think that that has kind of influenced me also over the course as well, you I know, mean, like other people's uh, suggestions and ideas have kind of, you know, bled into the whole, uh, uh, into the dialogue that is a person's fashion instinct. Have sure. you considered jeans? No. Uh, yes, I have. <laughs> I have considered them and I consider them disgusting. Okay. <gasps> okay. Fair. For, for me. Right. Yeah. yeah. Fair. The okay. shirt you're wearing. Excellent decision. Oh, yes. Picked out by uh, <clears throat> yes. none other than... Miss <laughs> Minnie Mahaffey, in fact. But once again, like, you know, it's like... Ryan is wearing a map on his shirt. But it is more than a map. It's like two maps layered over together. Like, this is Indonesia and this is South America on both my tits. And they're, like, blamed in together. But once again, yeah, it is. Like, you look at it from a distance and yet you come in and then it starts to make sense. So it's got to be good looking because it's so hard to see. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, of course. Yeah, but, like, that's, once again, like, it's... You know, like people, it will cause people to look at you, and it's not a bad little bluish brown, blue and bluish on top gray of color. That, though, you, I mean, Feels you good found too. it at Goodwill, and so like I guess fashion doesn't necessarily have to be expensive either. No, good. Uh, oh no, stores, that department stores are shit anyway. Like it's just terrible. That also says nothing about how much that shirt originally cost. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so. And if there's if there's anything you can find at Goodwill, it is dress shirts in every color. Yes, um, <laughs> because. The ones that everybody is wearing until they are so threadbare they have to throw them away are apparently all black, white, uh, beige, and gray because mm -hmm. the rainbow, like, pops out at you at Goodwill. Yeah. Like, the number of shirts that people were not either confident enough to wear or couldn't properly combine but were – they were thinking about – they yeah. were – they had this quarrel in their head and lost it. Mm-hmm. And then pawned it off, like extremely high quality shirts right. mm -hmm. a lot of the time. Well, one of my new favorite things to do, which is why I keep asking, can we go to Goodwill? Can we go to Goodwill? Is to buy stuff that fits me and like bleach the shit out of it and then custom dye it myself. What colors do you dye it? She's got them. She's got four pack <laughs> set up in the house, man. Yeah. Um, so I went to. Is one of them pink? Uh, no, <laughs> but you combine the colors to create. Pink? Well. That's one of the colors. Mostly pink. <laughs> I can dye you a shirt if you want a pink shirt. What? Uh, I would love a pink shirt. Okay. All right. I got my brother a, a black and pink striped button-up shirt, and it was, the, it was the one shirt I got him where he's like, I don't know about this man. I don't know about this man. And then fucking like every day, like every week I see him, he's got that shirt on from work, and he's like, this works for me. You and know, it looks this works good. for me. Yeah, it it's looks fucking, really well, good. But once again, that's a, that's a tailored shirt. You send in your measurements, they tailor the shirt for you. Like, it is, but like, it's just one of those things that, you know, like, my brother's a big dude. He's got a big canvas to work on when it comes to shirts. 
and that fucking black and pink shirt just I mean he rocks it, it. Yeah. yeah I mean like he's a big dude well, anyway and he's just like it shows off I think his like his masculine form like it he has like a very V type of body mm-hmm. and it demonstrates that with the way that the lines run on his body and I think you know accentuate your features but like it was it was that idea where he you know he had not considered it like ideally like you know a bl- you know my brother's got like strawberry blonde hair anyway like that's not like pink is not supposed to be going into that right. for a big guy like and especially in it with his overall tone if you will but you know the, i think you know like before like black is always fashionable like fucking yeah. you know like formal black is uh it is great for a lot of people and you know, bringing that into the the color scheme as well was something that I think worked for him also. And it took a risk. I mean, it's a risk that, you know, he didn't feel he would feel comfortable in it. And yet, you know, it is something that once again, going against type, being a little bit audacious in your dress fucking is, you know, fashionable. Like, but I mean, if we, I mean, we've kind of gone through this and I wanted to maybe mention something as well. I mean, one of the other good things about Goodwill is that you can buy clothing that's not currently in fashion. And that is like some, that is a unique fucking thing to do. Cause like anywhere you go to buy new clothing, it is by definition fashionable to a certain, I mean, to like in a weird way, it's like either can, that or it's can one, be fashionable, either that or it's a couple months south of that just because it's uh, an outlet or somewhere right. that is getting the awful from a uh, previous uh, actual mall fair. Right. But no, you, you, get everything yeah yeah it's all there which doesn't matter to a lot of people we keep talking the word fashion this is so there is a nowness to fashion that does not apply to just aesthetics i mean ryan the the suits that you wear right they're not literally timeless but the fact that you're wearing them now is not indicative of the year or even decade you're in right but they still look good yeah so there's so what the word fashion means there, if it means anything for something to be in fashion, um, the temporal side of that, for whatever reason, does not matter to us all that much. No, I don't think so. So why does it matter to anyone? Because there's that, once again, like there's these like, they're, they're like these, you know. ESFJ. Well, yeah, they're, they're enforcers, <laughs> you know, but there is this idea that like fashion is an enforcement kind of a thing. Look, when I mean, part of the reason I went goth was because like, you know, you're growing up around young people and young people are terrible, especially kids. Kids are horrible. But like, you know, you like even when I had used to have long hair, like people like, why do you have a girl's hair? You know, like kids will say that to you. Uh-huh. And, you know, there's just this like, you know, like, I don't know if you know this or not, but you could do whatever you want to do. And like, you I mean, you tell a kid that and they're like, really? Like, you can <laughs> do that? Like, fuck, yeah, you can. And you can like see them like kind of like. You know, like there's possibilities out there, you know, like I don't have to do, I don't have to dress the way my parents tell me to dress. Like, I mean, you notice this about like kids and parents, like they like, ice cream for breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, but like there, you can see the little minds blowing, you know, in, in front of you. And, but yet, you know, those kinds of people. And, you know, I, you get this kind of shit all the time where people like, they usually want to like give you advice about like your fashion mm-hmm. and about like how you maybe need to tone it down or, you know, do you think like that like people will think you're trustworthy or respectable or something like that. I've gotten that kind of shit from people who care about me, you know, and like, you're like, well, you know, um, if any quotes don't work on the podcast, Ryan was being sarcastic. But like the idea is, is that, you know, like if anyone thought that way, I fucking wouldn't want them. I, I probably wouldn't want them around, nor would I really want what they were offering anyway. Like if someone who would like look at fashion and hold someone to some, to that standard, like, like really who are the, I mean, 
unless you really needed something from that person, you might want to bend to them at all. But like, other than that, like, you know, there's I mean, not much is, to be. Is is that not to some degree the whole point of a suit culture, or at least, I mean, <laughs> business casual Friday, uh, the old bizcas fry is an attempt to leap out for one fleeting second out of needing to just kind of blandly impress upon whoever happens by your cubicle or office that you're a sane human being. Well, not only that, but then, like, if you decide not to wear casual clothes on Friday, like, that's the fashion, like, then yeah. then you've broken the, the rule, you know? Like, this, look, we're supposed to dress down, we're trying to, trying to impress people, and you're like, yes. Yeah. Yes, I am. It's very <laughs> Zizekian. Yeah, no, yeah, but, like, yes, it's like these, these unstated things and you know you're like well yes i am saying something by doing this and dressing this way but like like i tell people i don't own a pair of jeans they don't fucking believe me they're like no it must you must own jeans and it's like for someone who's seen my closet <laughs> before to mandy do i own a pair of jeans none nah not a single fucking pair of them i own a pair of jeans cuz i didn't throw it out after my <laughs> chemistry lab in 2007 which I've... is i mean this might be the the oldest thing you own is those pair of jeans I'm just going to say, yeah, yes. that's, that's almost certainly true. That is almost certainly true. That might, I, there's, there's no reason for me to check. Okay. That's, that's a decade. That yes. has to be the oldest thing in this house. I don't dwell on the past much. Good stuff. I'm sure if I think about that a little harder, but no, nothing is coming no, to no, mind. I tell you, man, nothing. nothing is coming to mind. Yeah, they may be that. Yep. Okay. That is the only point of history in this house. Okay. Well, not, you, now you oh, can't. Oh, I guess I have a couple of stuffed animals. I can throw oh, them away. Oh, damn it. Okay. I can throw them away just to make sure that <laughs> the chance. Rem- I, I almost, I'm almost done. I only have like two of those oh, left. Oh, very good. My mom's holding on to the rest of them. That's something that I actually wanted to address before we wrap all this up is, um, A, well, actually I don't have listed numbers or bullets. Um, how do you know when it's time to get rid of your clothing? Because Goddamn, if I don't have a storage unit full of clothes that, you know, I, when I was a double zero, I can could have worn and I'm still holding on to because I'm like, well, maybe one day. And You're you know, a British secret agent? <laughs> what? Double zero. Nothing. Anyway. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I get that now. Um, okay. I was not. Um, but the thing is, like, when you are someone like me who fluctuates in weight so quickly and so often, like... I hold on to everything because I don't want to have to keep buying a new wardrobe and buying a new wardrobe. For someone like you, where you say you like nondescript shirts and so on and so forth, like, and you don't seem to have considerable weight gain and weight loss. So when do you know when to throw something out? Um, because every once in a while, as a rapid cycling bipolar, I, uh, I pick up Marie Kondo's The Magic of Tidying Up. Mm-hmm. I read through it and I throw away everything I don't like. Okay. Yeah. Clothes, clothes animals, shoes, everything. Oh, it's a great book. You can read it in an afternoon and then fix the most of the rest of your life in the <laughs> preceding three days. Okay. Uh, and you get a lot faster at it as you do it more and more. Basically, the whole the, the premise is that anything that you own that does not immediately viscerally uh, generate either joy or some other yeah. uh, thing. When you put your hands on it, you should just get rid of because, and it especially applies to clothing because, and as a woman, I assume she's talking to women most of the way here because guys don't tend to hold on to clothes they don't wear, Uh especially given that we have much more of an excuse to have work clothes, just things that are like, I have a pile of shirts. That's all my shirts. 
go through the phase of being the shirts that I wear when I'm welding. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care what happens to them, which is actually a bad practice because the shirt's not very protective for welding. But that's neither here well, nor there. better than doing it naked. Yeah, yeah <laughs> uh, slightly. There's, um, it's, it's a lot cooler. Yeah. Um, but the... Um, but no, I th- that process, I, I have a natural outlet for that, which is that I'm, I'm really good at throwing stuff away. This is the reason why those jeans are the oldest thing I own, because I'm, I'm really good at letting go of stuff I'm not using. Um, so I'm a poor, I'm, I'm not the right person to ask that question to, okay. unfortunately. I'd ask Ryan, but he holds on to things for many years as well. Well, I, I, I wear, like I said, I wear stuff a lot. I do, the one thing I do have though, is, which is odd, is that I do have like a lot of fucking jackets. Yeah, I see that. that. I wear like <laughs> three times, like if if that a year and only, you know, because like you basically need a jacket in Florida from about the end of, you know, till Christmas till Christmas Eve. Yeah, yeah, Christmas Eve. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> you got, like, like a 36-hour window that I got, like, pile in all my jacket wearing. Um, and that's kind of, like, the frustrating thing is that I know I, you need them, but you right. don't need them. Yeah. And, but, like, I have pulled off a shirt, and it has fallen apart as I've done that to it. Mm-hmm. And I threw that away after that. That was, okay. like, I'm not going to repair this, you know. That's um, reasonable. Yeah, exactly. But because I don't own a lot of stuff, you know, it does tend to get used fairly right you know fairly mm-hmm. frequently but once again you buy quality like i have dress shirts that are four years old easy and they're just now like fraying at the collar and mm-hmm. i have to get rid i can't i can't keep wearing them mm-hmm. um so it's something you know i don't want to be i don't want to be wearing a, a shirt that you know when you look at the collar fold it's like clearly coming apart right. and white and worn and such and um also not wearing white a lot helps as well like white yeah clothing will i don't go like shit white real clothes clothing, real quick um, I, not even for not even for just like work stuff because I mean for one thing I like washing literally all the things I own in one cycle. Yeah. Oh yeah. So um, <laughs> so the the idea of like applying different levels of detergent or temperature on top of the fact that ble- even bleach does not manage to actually keep nope. white shirts white. Yeah. So I I just that's not worth the hassle. Well, it's strange too because I had a kind of love affair that I was going to wear like black suit, white shirts, black tie all the time. Like I was going to a funeral or something. Like I wanted to wear like that every day as like the city of like the uniform. But the problem was, is that white shirts are just miserable to like take care of. Like well, and any amount of sweat, you get yellowing around the collar after several months. I don't even think months. they look very good. Like I generally, when I wear a suit, I have a specific dark green dress shirt I wear yes. that I think looks way better than white. Yes. Against anything yes. I could be wearing as a jacket. Like I don't, I don't think white, I mean, I understand the black white contrast. That's, that much is obvious, but it doesn't. I don't think it even looks very good. No, I've the longer I looked at it, the more it felt stuffy. Like white felt like 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 the idea like I can't get this dirty, or I should I can't behave like it might get dirty. You yeah. know, like that's like so stuffy in the no, way that like you're, you have to operate your day to day life. And who like if there's anything about fashion, you shouldn't like shouldn't feel that kind of constricting. I don't think. Oh yeah, well, and that's that may be more than anything that might be the nail in the coffin that keeps me from ever actually being genuinely fashion forward is that I don't I don't like having to care about my clothing yeah it's just a pain like I don't even like dry cleaning stuff that's supposed to be dry cleaned <laughs> so I just don't wear things that have to be dry cleaned yeah, mm. I, it's uh, if I can help it which typically tend to be the more quote fashionable items right the dry clean only type of thing yeah yeah no I owned a pair of linen pants for a little while uh, those were destroyed almost immediately because I didn't read how you're supposed to take care of them. <laughs> yeah, I shrink a lot of my stuff. <laughs> they tell you right there. I, like, they right tell you. The tag. Right on the tag. Oh my God. I, yep. No. You will fuck this up. <laughs> 
if. Like, you know what else has those tags? Everything else. I don't have to read any of those tags. Oh, and everything, okay. everything survives the dryer. Yeah. Except <laughs> the socks. Only the socks don't survive the dryer. But I know that, and I just consciously don't care. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, yeah. And just as an addendum to my throwing all my stuff away, I'm not like some rabid consumer of blank shirts. I just don't <laughs> own that many shirts. So, like, when I go through these purges, I'll get rid of three or four shirts. But collectively, I own about enough. I own a. I own enough outfits to have a new outfit every day for two weeks. Like that's about the extent of my clothing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I. I just don't own that much clothes. Right. That much clothing. I would like to be that way. I think part of my issue is because, well, the reason why I own so much is, like I said, because of the the weight gain. You know, so like. And the the weight loss. And so it's like, well, how do I know that? Because last year at this time, I was a size, what, like two, four. And now I'm like an eight, ten. And I know if I get on this new thyroid medicine, I'm going to start losing weight. But the thing is, the stuff that I had in those sizes, A, not going to be fashionable still. And B, um, I still have to keep it around. And so now I have huge amounts of clothes. What do you mean like won't be fashionable? Like, what do you mean? It won't be like fashionable in like the objective sense of the like this is this year's style this is what i've been talking about like kind of going against no i know but but being slightly edgy no no no, i know but that's why i I, I keep it but then i get this like from friends well my why mandy do you keep this when i tell them like you know they're not here's you should stop being friends with this (laughs) i I like that ryan and i the first thing it's like those aren't friends david have i ever (laughs) david david i'm a good you're my good friend have i ever critiqued your fashion sense um if you have, I wouldn't have cared. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I knew that, so I didn't do it. Yeah, yeah. like, okay, come on. Yeah. I mean, you you may have, I may have critiqued you. You would have taken that for as much as it's worth, yep. nil, and uh, we would have just yep. moved on with our lives. Exactly, yeah. We would have yeah. known we were joking. Yes. We're, we're <laughs> in on the joke. Very good. Okay, Very cool. Good. Yeah. So basically, stop doing... The, the womanly side of the fashion thing. Just go full masculine. This yeah. androgyny yeah, no, part is not working that. for you. But no, but that's the thing, though. Like, So my question was, like, how do you know when to get rid of things? And like, you say you have 14 days worth of clothing, which is most excellent. I want to do that, but I just don't know how to get rid of it because... I have a little book I can Yeah, man. I know. I really need to read it, but like... Oh, it's just so, it's like it eats me away. At night, I think about like throwing shit away. And I'm like, like, yeah. <laughs> so just wake up because, and throw shit away. But the problem is, like, I've invested so much... Money sunk cost fallacy. Yep, sunk nope. cost. Yeah. Sunk cost fallacy. Excellent. You already own it. You're not gonna be able to sell it. Just get rid of it. Yeah, oh that makes sense. But it hurts my little soul. It does. <laughs> and you look, that's all that suffering, that suffering is just on loan from when you bought it when you shouldn't have bought it. Yeah. All you, this he's, is this he's is right. He's this right. is delayed <laughs> suffering. Yes, this is you bought. This is buyer's remorse on the back end. Yeah, yeah, that's all it is. And that's I, mean, I can't think of anything other than wasteful spending when we talk about fashion. I but mean, the I thing is, though, like if it fits you in the moment and you like it in the moment, then is that wasteful spending? Yes. Why? Because it's not unless unless you are making enough money to not care about throwing things away after liking them once yeah you shouldn't buy them you yeah. should admire them in the store you can rub your hand again this i totally agree with Ryan on this one as well i go to the outlet mall and i don't actually look mm-hmm. i just feel stuff yep. like i'll like i'll go around the racks and i'll i'll feel stuff and if i feel a fabric i like i will then look yes. at whatever it is yes. like i just walk around grabbing stuff yeah and then i wash my hands 
There's a lot of square inch, you know, like, <laughs> like it's not that dirty. But, but no, I, I think that that's the key thing, too, is that it has You should go mall shopping more often without a wallet on you. Well, no, but that's the thing, though. <laughs> like, well, I don't constantly purchase things until I've now either gotten fatter or have lost weight. So I guess what is you're saying is... Is there any cyclicality to that? Stop. Yeah. I'm constantly gaining weight and losing weight. Well, no, 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 cyclicality is in you can actually tell when it's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, no, not usually. Yeah, no. we haven't. Okay, see that would that would make it a lot easier. Yeah, I know, I know, but that's why I hold on to everything, and then I just like envy people like you with the 14 days of fashion. Yeah. <laughs> that you 14 write a book. days of generic <gasps> shirts. Yep. There you go. <sighs> well, I'm I'm all I'm like I'm exhausted. You're fashioned out. <laughs> I'm fashioned out. <laughs> all right. So we didn't solve Mandy's problem aside from no. re-emphasizing the <laughs> sunk cost fallacy. Yeah, but the thing, the thing is we hear you, you had a book for her, right, on this. Not yeah, a fashion no. book, yeah. Yeah, well, and oh, then you should write everything. a book for me. Yeah. What? Uh, it's pretty easy. I mean, the only part of it I haven't really nailed down is I'm not entirely sure what kind of underwear I prefer. But that's a, that is a first world problem like no other, so <laughs> I'm not concerned with it. Um, yeah, no, fashion's dumb it's all about aesthetics it's right. mood yeah 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 okay. ryan what's that do you have anything to say i'm good okay mandy ryan thanks for being part of the machination log <laughs> thanks david thank you good morning everyone